What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Tom, we're here in a very timely fashion. The NBA trade deadline has come and gone. We're about an hour removed from it. It was a busy day. We didn't have the major moves like me waking up last year to a Kevin Durant trade, realizing (laughs) the entire fate of my organization was over. Um, No blockbusters, but still some pretty fascinating moves. Uh, Your team was very active. How the hell are you, man? What's going on? I'm doing great, man. Um, in between work, work here. Uh, so it's been a busy day, but yeah, you broke the news to me and I was very excited to see that trade. Um, we're obviously going to talk about it, but we warned everybody that it wasn't going to be like last year or years in the past. It wasn't going to be as sexy, but there's still a couple moves here that can make an impact. Yeah, absolutely. There's some very, there's some very impactful moves that were made today, even if they weren't you know, the biggest names. And yes, I did get to be Woj for you today. Um, Mm -hmm. as you navigate your work schedule, I had my work schedule. My day was a little quieter. So I was pretty much at my phone's expense the entire time. That's good. Cause then you could manage the Twitter. Exactly. Which I was, I was sending them out left and right. Um, but we got to start with your New York Knicks, Tom. Biggest trade of the day. In my personal opinion, the Knicks get Alec Burke. So a reunion with him, and Bojan Bogdanovic for Evan Fournier's expiring. Malachi Flynn, that was a quick little stop for him. Uh, Quentin Grimes, so his era is over. Ryan Archidiakono, and two future second-round picks. Um, I'll let you react to that in real time as the resident Nick fan on the pod. Go. We stole from them. We committed a robbery, and, the, and, and Leon Rose should be put in jail. We gave up nothing for something. I mean, the second-round picks for the second-round picks. None of those players were playing significant minutes. We, the Knicks fans, as well as the Knicks in general, and Fournier have been saying that all parties need to split for about a year and a half now. So finally that happens. I'm over the moon. This is a guy who can play in the post a little bit and also plays pre- okay post-defense, but really what he's there for is for his ability to rebound, his playmaking skills, and his three-point shooting, which is everything that we needed. The playmaking skills is a big part of what he does. I mean, you saw with the Pistons. I know they're a historically bad team, but they do run some of their offense through him at times when Cade is out. Um, He's one of the most intelligent and just basketball-savvy players that there is, so he's going to fit in beautifully. He does make an attempt on defense. No one's going to confuse him with a great defender, but he knows where to go. Uh, Obviously, like I said, he's very cerebral. The playmaking is going to be great. Give you another knockdown wing shooter. And Alec Burks, man, I mean, I know you had him, you know, when you had him last, your team wasn't any good, but he put, he had some big nights for the Knicks. He's shooting 40% from three, um, gives you that bench scoring that you desperately needed with, uh, with quickly gone. I, exactly what I told you they were going to do. I had the names wrong, but the plan was, it was there in place. And the biggest thing to me, dude, is we can dissect this about what it means for the Knicks ceiling this year. But the fact that you didn't have to give up any of your first round picks is really a Leon Rose masterclass. It truly is. I'm I'm over the moon. We still have all the real draft capital and even some player capital to where if if somebody becomes unhappy, we're one of the first teams to go out there and grab them. For sure. Um, you know, Grimes, I know he was a little upset about his lack of playing time. I just don't think he fit the team. I know he had some nice nights, but you know, I don't think you thought he was a real part of your future, right? No. It, yeah, he had some he had some some nights, like you said, but it was extremely inconsistent. I, I liked how hard he tried on defense, but there was some lack there, and it just clearly he wasn't 
good enough at the things that he was good at for for Tibbs to find him minutes. So I'm okay to I'm okay to move on from that too. He doesn't really fit your timeline either because you're trying to get better and you're trying to have guys that know what the hell they're doing because you expect to be at minimum where you were last year, which is an Eastern Conference semifinals team. So you replace Grimes with Bojan Bogdanovic and obviously Alec Burks. It's a slam dunk. And I know this is the trade deadline, so it's the newest, but you made your big trade of the off of the uh, in season by going and getting OG and Anobi. So Tom, I mean the Knicks, you just got to navigate some injuries, but let me ask you like just off of your team, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of the state of the East in a minute, but just from your confidence level, how far do you think this team realistically can go this year? I think they could go to the Eastern Conference Finals pretty easily and, and give the Celtics uh, a little bit of a run for their money. Obviously, everything would have to break perfectly for them, but I do think that's their ceiling as an Eastern Conference finalist. I agree with you. I, I, I They're going to be a team, I know I said it on the pod the other night, and that was obviously before these moves were made. This is not a team that the Celtics want to play. It's not no like it's they're they're dangerous they're formidable dangerous and now they're really tough. deep mm-hmm. no doubt about it I mean the Celtics are a better team more talented everything up and down the board but when you get into a seven game series it's just all bets are off and it's the team with better execution better coaching and I would be scared too but then again On the other end of this superstars oh, do ahead. dominate the league so Tatum might have something to say about that. Yeah, and listen, I think it's such a bad taste in our mouths from what Cleveland, the performance they put up against your Knicks last year, but the way Donovan Mitchell's been playing, you know, he could, if you end up matching up with them at any point, he could steal a game or two just on his own. Oh, absolutely, which is why I'm ecstatic with the moves that they made, obviously, and Anobi, and then getting Bogdanovich's reinforcements because we didn't really have a guy that could, could guard any of these explosive uh, singular isolation type players. And now we have a top three guy in the league at it. Yep. No, you absolutely do. And an OB, you know, whatever he's dealing with, with his elbow, hopefully it's not long term. You're getting Robinson back at the, uh, after the all-star break, hopefully Randall, not too long after that. On the other end of this trade is the Detroit Pistons. Uh, they, they are an inept organization across the board. I don't know what in the hell they're doing outside the of Quentin Grimes. That- who I think yeah. could give, like, I think he's going to have a decent NBA career and maybe be like a 15 minute player. Outside of that, they literally got the poo poo platter, dude. I, I mean, the fact that they didn't trade Bogdanovich a couple times earlier than this, they're such a terrible team. I mean, Burks was going to get moved fine, but like the fact that this is all you're able to pry from the Knicks, knowing the Knicks have all their first round picks. And you're giving up by far the best, the first best player in this in this trade, and probably Burks for what the value is for him. Second, you could argue between him and Grimes, just absolute shit show. There's a reason this team is historically bad. Uh, it's all their decisions that they make from the Monty Williams signing and giving him eighty million for five years, and you know the signings that they make, the trades that they make, the, some of the draft picks. They waived Killian Hayes today, who was a former seventh overall pick. They didn't even try to trade him; they just waived him. Um, I, I, they are they are about as bad and poorly run of an organization as there is across all major sports right now. It's, I mean, it's really like there are some shit teams in the NBA. Like between them and Charlotte, I'm trying to think. 
couple others that are just Charlotte's like, probably. you know, sometimes like Utah, they're like, they, they were probably, they were looking to go into a rebuild when they made all these trades last year, but they're just a fucking well-run organization. So even though they're not, they don't have a chance at winning a championship, they still put out a good product and build a team and they're continuing to build for the future. It's just like, I mean, who who is their GM right now? I'm trying to find it. I can't even find it. Maybe they pulled him off Google because they didn't want people figuring it out. Is it still Dumar? No, Monty. I think Monty Williams is making some play, some some decisions. I don't think he's just coaching. I mean, you go from Joe Dumars, who's an all-time Washington Wizards, by the way, throw them into that absolute joke franchise oh, yeah, section. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. feels so good to talk shit and my team not be tucked in there anymore. It feels amazing. I'm over the moon. Um, but you, you, I thought that they would clean up the situation because Dumars did such a disaster of a job, but they've gotten worse, believe it or not. No, they're awful. Um, I would not only say, Tom, that you've, you're not in that category. I would say you're in, you're on the short list of best run organizations in the NBA right now. I mean, Leon Rose, what he's done starting with the Brunson really from the signing Randall. And I know he's had a tenuous relationship with New York and, and fans are kind of torn on him, but the, ever since Brunson, he could do no wrong. And this is just a well-constructed, very smartly put-together basketball team that's going to be good for a long time. No doubt about it, man. Um, I'm super happy. It's, I mean, really, like I said earlier to you on the phone when we were chatting amongst ourselves, um, he's he's by far overtaking Joe Douglas, and you, everybody knows how I feel about Cashman recently, so... I mean, I I have nothing but good things to say. I'm very excited. Well, congrats on that move. I I think it, you know, was the most impactful move probably of the day. Honestly, I'm sorry to interrupt, but one last thing on that. We didn't get Brogdon, but you know what? Burks is a perfect consolation prize for me. I love Burks. Yeah, he was good for you guys a couple of years ago. And he's like I said, he's shooting at 40 percent from three. He's gonna he's gonna make some big shots for you this season and into the postseason. There's good no defender doubt in my as well. Mind. Yeah, it was perfect. Just an amazing deal. Um, next to the moon, baby. Uh, all right, let's keep going around the league here. Sean, throw me another one. Uh, there's a couple significance here, I guess, in terms of this year. <laughs> there's significance, and then there's a lot of uh, shit we don't care about. Yeah, I think just to keep the trajectory of our two teams, and then we'll end them and go around the league. The Nets made a couple moves. They traded Spencer Dinwiddie for Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young to save some money. Schroeder is under team control next year at $12.5 million. Dinwiddie was an expiring at twenty. dollars um, That had run its course. It was time to move on. Thaddeus Young's never going to play for the Nets, but that's fine. Um, I kind of like Schroeder. I've always liked Schroeder. Um, he'll be a nice backup point guard this year and, and hopefully next year as well. Other than that, you knew he was gone. It was just a matter of how many other guys they were going to move, and they ended up moving Royce O'Neal to the Suns as part of a three-team deal with the Grizzlies. Um, the Suns get Royce O'Neal and David Roddy, Roddy from the Grizzlies. Grizzlies get a future swap in Yuta Watanabe, and the Nets get three future second-round picks uh, in, and then two, um, two mid-level guys who might be in the rotation, might not. I mean, Tom, I think that this is probably – amazingly enough to say this is more disappointing than last year's and last year i know they traded Kyrie and kd but this year they have no fucking direction right like we've been talking about it like it's the worst place you can be bro fine. 
Yeah, it is. You're in purgatory. So it's like, why didn't you trade Finney Smith? Was there really no... You want to go off the ledge. I mean, Simmons said it on his pod. Why didn't you trade uh, Bridges? Because they, at least at this point, I'm cool with them not trading Bridges. They they think that they can build a team around him where he's going to be a huge piece. But I'm surprised that they didn't go for DeJounte Murray. If you're trying to make the play-in and be a better team, DeJounte Murray makes you better. You can, and his four-year contract kicks in next year at a pretty team-friendly deal. Like That would be a guy I would have liked to see, and at least in this awful last 32 games, it would have been fun watching him play. I don't know the direction of this team, and, and before I get your thoughts on it, I'll close with this. I think that the reason they only made the moves with O'Neal and Dinwiddie was because they're both expiring contracts. They get a little something for them. But ultimately, I don't think they know what direction they're going yet, and I don't think they wanted to commit to either a full teardown, rebuild, trade everybody, or, hey, we're going to start buying and, and trying to get superstar this summer. So I think it'll become more clear at the draft. What do you think? I just I feel like we said the same thing for teams last year. They just felt the Nets felt like they were unprepared to be honest with you. And it's like, everybody knows the date of the trade deadline. I asked Siri yesterday and she told me very easily it ended at three o'clock today (laughs) just because I was curious what time it ended so we could figure this podcast out. I mean, I don't blame you at all for being disappointed, even more disappointed than last year. Like you said, there's zero sense of direction. And it's just like, I agree with you. They shouldn't trade bridges yet, but honestly, if they did, and they just went full rebuild. I'm sure you'd be disappointed, but at least you could say that they did something to make a commitment to some direction. Yes, that's what it would be. Uh, I want to know what they're. Uh, how confident are they in getting somebody like Donovan Mitchell to want to come there? How confident are they in getting the next superstar or whatever? Like, if, if, if the rumors are true that Houston reportedly offered all of the Nets picks slash pick swaps that were including in the James Harden trade back to them for bridges. And they said, no, that tells me that they do not have any appetite to be in purgatory. So you're going to have to, but I'll tell you as a fan right now, I've dealt with a lot of really disappointment with the nets, different disappointment. I think yeah, with the Knicks. totally different. Well, also the, the recent history of the nets, the disappointment is because of terrible, decisions being the the Celtics trade and then them going all in this is a different kind of disappointment and this might actually be worse because at least you can say that they tried to do something I would obviously signing all three of the players that recently left uh, you would do that again in a heartbeat but even with the going back further to the KG and the Paul Pierce trade yes it was stupid and no I wouldn't have done it but at least they attempted to do something here it's just you know we're getting into the territory of you know, I'm I'm trying to think. Basically, I don't want to say Yankees territory because we're so early, but ba- no. the territory the territory of where you're treating the fans like they're stupid. Basically, is all I'm trying to say. Obviously, I wouldn't compare the Nets to the to the Yankees, two totally different teams. But in the sense that they're just, I f- I get the feeling that they're treating their fans like they're stupid, and they're telling you one thing, but they're they're doing something different or not doing anything at all. Yeah, I, that last part you're you're right on. Uh, they're not doing anything at all, and they're trying to reestablish the identity of the 2017 or the 2018-19 team that made the fan base so excited and, and got the attention of players and executives around the league. Well, you got the wrong that coach that's the place for that. You want to go play? You had the wrong coach for that and the wrong players. <laughs> 
That's it, right? So you can talk these buzzwords of chemistry and identity and whatever the fuck you want. I'll tell you what their identity is right now. There is none. Mm -hmm. And their identity is back to what they've been pretty much their entire existence outside of a couple of blip stretches in New Jersey and in Brooklyn. They're irrelevant. Nobody gives a shit about the Nets. And true Net fans, a lot were born during the Big Three era. As a Nets fan that's seen a lot of mediocre to just abysmal basketball, I feel like right now this is as bad as it's been because the you didn't even get a championship out of at least the uh, the the big three where the window at least you knew it would become crashing through. But hey, you got you got a title out of it. Everybody would take that. You got one playoff series win with it. So the fault the the failed promise all the way now to yeah Mikhail Bridges is a really nice player is he super fun to watch am I turning on league pass to watch him no Cam Thomas is really exciting but that's just because he has the ball all the time and will take 35 shots a game and make a couple of crazy shots (laughs) there's really nothing to be excited about with this team I can't imagine anybody likes to watch him so it's just a really shitty situation um, we'll see what direction they end up going come the draft, even though they don't have any of their own picks. And the <laughs> so, summer so we know that direction too. We've already <laughs> well, but they're at least at that point is where teams are going to have more clarity on what direction they want to go to, and the Nets will have their off season Sixers pick too, right? Start to be like, uh, no, we don't have any firsts Oof. for any from anybody. I thought but that this they draft had the Sixers sucks, so. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but... We used it last year. It doesn't matter. Um. So, yeah, that's the state of the Nets. Not great. Uh, Royce O'Neal, just give him a shout-out. Uh, he was great with the Nets. He was such a good complimentary player. It pisses me off. they were rolling last year. It pisses and the me fact off that the, that the Suns, Suns were actually able to get some talent given what they had left to give up. Dude, how can, can you believe that? Can you believe they were able to pry Royce O'Neal? You know he's going to have some big I feel like it was irresponsible on the other teams. I yeah. feel like I feel like Phoenix should have paid the price for for doing what they did, and and now they're getting bailed out. I don't know how they were able to do it, but kudos to them. He's going to be a great addition. Uh, he played great alongside Durant last year in Brooklyn. Uh, he's going to be a perfect player for what that team wants to do, and he's not afraid of making a big shot. Also, just found out that Dinwiddie is being bought out by Toronto, so a list of teams will be looking to sign him. Um, any else on that, or you want me to throw some more at you around the league? We can go a little quicker. No, go ahead and throw some more. Those are, I mean, okay. The Nets just changed Six. jerseys with a couple guys. That's all, and got rid of Royce O'Neal <laughs> for nothing. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, a lot of fun. Sixers. They got Buddy Heald for Corkmaz, Marcus Morris, and three future seconds. Love you it. You I, love it. Tell me why. Uh, I just feel like this was. I understand why Indiana did it, just because they didn't really have. Uh, a place for him, I guess, or, or they were, they're trying to give younger guys those minutes. I can see it. And that's okay. I just, I didn't really like what they got. I mean, Cork Moss is okay. Marcus Morris, I guess if they're trying to be a play in team or, or be a, be a, you know, a, a, a low seed playoff team, he's a good guy to have in the playoffs. And then the three second rounders, I still don't care about second round picks. I don't know about everybody else. Don't talk to me about Jokic. That was, that was, a once in a lifetime thing. And I just think Buddy Heald is like, in my opinion, a much, not a much, but a better version of Steph Curry. He's got more size. He's 
probably just as good of a shooter, and he, and, and he can actually handle the ball a little bit. You're talking Seth Curry. Seth Curry, excuse me. <laughs> that's, yeah, you that said Seth, news. and uh, yeah. that's... Healed, yeah, Healed that's I not... like better because, you know what, Seth is a little bit better of a playmaker, but Healed is a, uh, is a better rebounder and a better defender. Yep. Yeah, he is. Uh, it's weird that this was all it took to get him. I kind of feel like his market wasn't all that good. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for here. And then, I mean, we don't know what's going on with Embiid, but he's he's looking at how many years does he have left on his deal? I'm trying to think. I don't even know. I'm not sure. Oh, he's I know in the that... final year. Oh, healed? Yeah, healed in the final. I thought you were. I thought you were talking to Embiid. He's in the no, final. Yeah. Is in, yeah, healed's in the last year of his deal. He's in expiring. Well, that tells me that Embiid has to be coming back because they wouldn't have done that if they didn't think that they had a chance to win, right? I wouldn't think so unless they thought that the the deal was just too good to pass, and they had kind of a clogged roster, so you kind of traded three of them away, and healed will healed will make some shots for you. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. I, I had I had no issues with it. Is it a huge needle mover? No, but Philly gets more shooting um, theoretically around Joe and B when he comes back. Uh, this trade we don't have to spend anything more than thirty seconds on, but this was just really weird to me. The Raptors traded for Kelly Olynyk. Saw that they also got Abaji from Utah for Otto Porter, Kira Lewis, and a twenty twenty four first. Trading away a first-round pick doesn't make any sense for me if you're getting Kelly Olynyk, but I guess they're high on uh, Ajabi because they better I, be. Why? Why the hell else are you are the Raptors acquiring Kelly Olynyk? We saw this last year when they got Pirtle. You're a terrible team. What are you doing? They must really like. Um, they must really like. What's his face? Um, Abaji. I'm sorry, Abaji, because th- that. I mean, I guess the 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 way they're looking at it is. Abaji's a better pick than anything we're going to get in this year's draft. I feel like that's the only way that they would make that decision. Sure. I get that, but in that case, like, why did you have to get Olenek, too? I, I it, it happened earlier in the day where I was thinking, oh, maybe they flip him, but now you've got Pirtle and you've got Olenek and yeah. you're a terrible team. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, nah, they must have really wanted that one guy. That's my only answer. Yeah. I mean... I wouldn't. I don't mind teams making those kind of moves if if Jerry came on the podcast, which he's welcome on, by the way. Although I have a sports hatred for him, but he is welcome on to explain himself. If he said, "Listen, we really like that one player, and we're not going anywhere this season, so we're willing to sacrifice everything else and just to get that one guy," I love that because you know what? It's like when the Nets traded uh, for Timothy Moskov just to get uh, D'Angelo Russell. It's like that's fine. You want to be a turnstile? Okay. The first round pick is what's alarming. Yeah, for sure. Unless your your hypothesis is probably right. This draft sucks. What are we going to do with Utah's or with our own first round pick this year? We don't love it anyway. Here you go, Utah. You 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 figure it out. Um, trade I got, really liked. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say the only I only really like two more trades. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see if we agree on this one then. The Thunder get Gordon Hayward. Oh, three then. For, yes. Mitchich, Trey Mann, Bertons, and some draft cop. I love it. I mean, the Thunder had so much to give up. That's a veteran presence. Obviously, he has health issues, but he can knock down a shot, create his own offense a little bit. And, I mean, he has played in a few big games earlier on in his career in Utah. Um, I know he got hurt after 10 minutes in Boston, but just a good veteran presence to bring around that, if healthy, can get you a bucket. 
on his own. Yes, I think he is a perfect addition to what that team wants to be. He's a more veteran version of some of the guys they already have. I thought if they did anything, they were going to go for a big, like a Capella or something like that. But I love this move for the Thunder. I even tweeted that. I think Gordon Hayward, he's not going to be asked to carry the load. He's going to have his minutes probably a little diminished. But because they are going to be in the playoffs and based off who you talk to, a team that could go really deep in the playoffs, having his veteran leadership and having him there on the floor with a bunch of young guys who haven't been there and done that, not that Hayward's you know, played in 75 playoff games and won a couple titles, but <laughs> you're going to feel really good about him in that situation compared to some other guys. So I, I'm a big fan, and, and you, off a really crowded roster, were able to trade some guys that, I mean, just him as an upgrade over Bertans is a huge deal alone. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I, I love the... You got the assets. They're not really assets to you. You might as well bring in something that's going to help you now and hold on to all your, your golden chips. They probably gave up like fucking... I wouldn't even say... I'd say like aluminum. They didn't even give up bronze. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, a big trade, I let would me, say, in terms of... Let me guess yeah, your next ahead. one. This is my... Yeah. Outside of the Knicks, probably my favorite trade is Daniel Gafford. No, it's not. To that was not my next one. But Okay. I think I thought that was an amazing move for the Mavericks. I think I might have tweeted this because they traded a 2027 first round pick. But if Luca leaves, that pick doesn't fucking matter anyways. And Gafford is a great rebounder, very good interior defender, and he's a really good pick and roll player that was just buried in Washington. I agree with you. I, I, I'm interested to see how much of a difference he makes because they don't really play the center game there all that much because of Luka and, and Kyrie. But well, maybe they didn't have right. one. Now they have another wrinkle, like a, a solid pick-and-roll guy. Yeah, he's definitely going to give you a lot more than what Rashawn Holmes was giving you. That's for damn sure. But I had another Dallas trade that made that made waves for me. Oh, well, of the course, P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington from the Charlotte Hornets. This is the one that I actually Williams. tweeted about because I said they gave up what seems like a lot, but to them, outside of Seth Curry, Grant Williams was doing nothing for them, and this was the 27 first-round pick where I was like, who cares? If Luka leaves anyways, that pick doesn't matter to you guys. Yeah, the uh, the Gaffer trade was a 2024 first. I'm sorry, yeah. Even better. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they get P.J. Washington who – it fills the exact role that they need um, in the worst way. And I give them a lot of credit for going out and identifying this guy as the one to go get. I know that they were interested in him in restricted free agency um, in the summertime before, um, before Charlotte brought him back. But yeah. And you said bridges, miles bridges said he did not want to be traded. So the Hornets were stuck. I don't really blame him. I mean, he's lucky to be playing. He is, exactly. So, so, Grant Williams, like you said, was doing nothing. Seth Curry, I mean, he's become very nomadic the last couple of years. And the first, um, where does this put Dallas for you, these two trades between Gafford and, and Washington? Dallas is currently the eighth seed in the West. I think that this trade would be able to at least get them out of the play-in game and get them in the six. Although I watched the Pelicans game last night and McCollum was on one. Yeah. I know. He still has some of those vintage nights, right? 
He does. Um, but I just I, I didn't like what I saw out of Zion, and I think that team's going to fall off. I, I think that they can jump Sacramento and uh, the Pelicans and at least get themselves to a six seed. I think so, too. I think they avoid the play-in. I think mm-hmm. these two moves are going to help them a lot, especially now that Kyrie is healthy again. Um, I will say this, and I, this really isn't a hot take, because I, I'm definitely not the only person who said this. Luca is getting into that spot where I'm getting, I'm having a harder and harder time, and I, I respect it, and I know he's a great player. I won't argue that with you, but I personally have a very hard time enjoying watching him play sometimes. Yeah, it can be gross. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good word. Yes, yuck. <laughs> yuck. Um, Xavier Tillman, smaller. by the way. Yes. So you want to talk about Tillman? This happened yesterday. Just a dog. Just just a, a guy that you want on a championship-ready team. Just an absolute dog. And you gave up two second-rounders and a guy I've never heard of for him. A lot of coverage for the Celtics now in case Horford is you know breaking down or mm-hmm. Porzingis has to miss some time. You, you feel pretty decent about Tillman being there. No doubt about it. I, I love that move for them. Um, the Bucks get Pat Bev, Seventy yeah. Sixers. That's don't more. Give, I mean, that's more Twitter fodder it. than it is anything that matters to me. I mean, he might help out defensively because they are, you know, a turnstile on the outside. But yeah, yeah it, I mean, sure. You don't like it, or do you even care? I don't think it matters. I don't think he's going to play much. I think they wanted to do something much bigger. I think they really wanted Royce O'Neal. I know they really wanted DFS. They just didn't have the assets to get either of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Again, we, we we got all the good stuff out of the way at the beginning. That's pretty much it, dude. That's That was the 2024 NBA trade deadline. In a nutshell, everybody. But we recapped it like we said we were going to. We were men of our words. Um, I think that's it for today, dude, unless you got anything else. I know you got to get back to work soon. Um. I don't know who his name was, but somebody shot a 50-fucking-7 on the Corn Ferry Tour. Lowest score ever in a uh, round that's, I don't know, sanctioned by the PGA or something like that. Pretty amazing stuff. Um, but, yeah, aside from that, not too much else going on. What about you? No, man, not really. Just looking forward to the weekend and having this week behind us. Glad the NBA trade deadline is coming gone, and we'll see what buyout guys end up doing what uh i'll be watching some of the waste management this weekend oh yeah watching some college hoops um but yeah we'll be back soon we obviously got the super bowl on sunday so everybody stay tuned we'll we'll be busy absolutely we'll be talking to you guys soon take care